Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. Do you really like cockpits? Because that's that's ninety percent of this movie. Ninety. Uh, I mean, I think you it's see... like ninety-seven percent. Sure, of the sure, movies. sure, sure. Yeah, we, we see you see security footage and a cockpit. That that's all you get to see in this movie. Because even the hallway is like very, security footage. Very low budget film, honestly. Not that it's bad, but I'm sure that having just a cockpit was pretty cheap. Yeah, probably. We're talking about 7500 or 7500. I don't know how you want to call the name. 7500 is how he said it. So Right, right, right. Which is an Amazon original movie. I mean, basic premise is just plane hijacking and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a pilot. Yeah, 7500 is the code they use for air traffic control for I've been hijacked. Yeah, four Muslim extremists basically hijack a plane and Joseph Gordon-Levitt deals with that as the pilot co-pilot technically pilot i think he's still the yeah, pilot he says he's the first Captain. officer yeah i don't know how they're he's not he's not like he's not the, he's the, not the flight. i don't think he's the captain because right. he's the main pilot he's the first mate basically like if it was a boat but it's a boat in the air it's an airship that's not what they call planes <laughs> that's what they should call planes that sounds cooler i took uh, an airship here this morning Generally, for a movie that takes place in one location, I, I thought it was pretty good. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is good as always, and he's also 95% of the movie. Well, yeah, you know I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because I, I named a character after him in one of our tabletop RPG games. No, I, he was great, but I don't know, I felt like the movie was pretty much meh. Cause, because, I mean, premise-wise, there wasn't a lot of substance to it. It was just, it was a pretty I mean, basic movie. Yeah, but it felt pretty real, and it was very, very visceral, and felt pretty intense to me. I mean, it's only 90 minutes, too, so... I don't know, I was expecting more from it, especially towards the end. I mean... The end was flat, yeah. Like, the synopsis makes you feel like more's gonna happen, but not a lot happens. I mean, it's like a... I mean, not a lot of thought went into it. It was basically like, hey, you want to make a movie that's just a cockpit, and then a hijacking happens? Sure, Muslims did it, and (laughs) and then that's it. That uh, was the movie. I mean, it's like even if you jump into the synopsis, the synopsis can't last more than like five minutes. Like, there's not a lot that goes on in this movie. Yeah. So, like Jimmy said, it starts with security footage showing these Muslim guys. It starts with just one guy, and then there's two, and then there's like three going through an airport, going through security. I actually thought that was a really obvious thing that I'm surprised no one has tried. That he went to like the duty-free store in an airport and bought bottles of champagne or something and they use the glass as knives. Right, right. I, I was questioning that. Do they actually sell oh, a yeah. glass bottle? Oh, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. They should probably but change then airport we, security then after We've this already movie. gone over this, though. Airport security makes no sense. I mean, it's all oh, it's theater. Horrible. It's the illusion. Yeah. 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 But they probably could have snuck a bomb on board and, yeah, T 
TSA wouldn't have found it. As long as it was less than a certain amount of liquid in their bag or some shit, that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. But they are in Berlin. And then, yeah, so we see the security footage and then we're introduced to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's kind of the younger pilot. He's on this Berlin to Paris leg. Right. It's not really clear why he's there because he's an American. It seems kind of odd that, you know, he wouldn't have a leg back to the U.S. I kind of thought that's where that was going. No, I think uh, he, the, it, he, he no, says he sense. lives in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he, you find out he lives in uh, outside of Berlin. But the the pilot is a German guy and he's talking to the, I don't know, the maintenance worker, I guess, the, the head maintenance guy. Yeah, I don't know sure. He's like, hey, speaking English for my first officer here. And then you meet the one of the flight attendants. I don't remember her name. It was a weird Turkish name. Yeah, I, I looked it up. I still can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. It's like, like Gochi or? Yeah, something like that. It, uh, there's like a K and a C and some sort of umlaut in there. Yeah, it's confusing. Uh, yeah, I don't remember how it's spelled. Anyway, so she, uh, the captain goes to deal with something while they're still on the ground. They're on the tarmac. And she comes in and gives Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I can't remember his real name, Tobias. Tobias yeah, Alice, there we go. Character gives him a kiss. And you find out that they're kind of together. And it, it was, it's funny watching this movie after Artemis Fowl. Because I sympathize, sympathized with these characters in the first two minutes. Whereas in 90 minutes of Artemis Fowl, I never sympathized with any of the characters. So you can tell it's significantly better writing right away. <laughs> sure. We did watch uh, two bad movies in a row. So yes. it, it, almost anything would be better. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a great movie, but it's not shit. Which is a nice <laughs> change. So yeah, they have a kid together. They're not married. I think he mentions that to the captain. And then... Yeah, pretty much it. I mean, it's pretty uneventful. Obviously, they let people on the plane. There's two people who are late, which didn't need to be in the story. That had no impact, other than one of them. I guess you, you're you introduced to a passenger, and spoilers, he ends up getting killed. So that was kind of like a way to like show him, I, I guess. guess, instead of just having a random person. I don't know. It, it felt unnecessary. But yeah, there was this little sequence of two passengers being late and then have a, them having to wait. Uh, they take off from berlin flight attendants do their thing they're the other flight attendant not tobias's girlfriend is bringing them in food and it is kind of interesting to see how pilots deal with that because i didn't know that they basically just have a monitor above the door and you know a lock and they make sure everything's good before they open the door that was like the the central thing to this whole movie is him watching the plane through the the monitor. So you can see someone's foot is sticking out from the like first row, holding the curtain open, I guess, so they could look in and see. Like, I didn't see, like, did they have a mirror? Or I guess they were maybe just watching her feet or watching the bottom of the door to see when it opened. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, as soon as she opens the door, two guys basically just jump her and try to force their way into the cabin... One of them does and starts stabbing the captain. The other one's like halfway in and Tobias just like slams the door on him basically and pushes him out. And then the captain's pretty badly wounded and the guy comes after Tobias. He smacks him in the head with like a fire extinguisher or something. It looks like a kind of mini fire extinguisher. Something pretty substantial because it knocks the guy out right away. Sure. He ties him up, gets the plane righted, you know, doors locked. They're good. Obviously, there's a lot of yelling and screaming and banging, and the 
terrorists are kind of take control of the cabin and they just start smashing the door constantly with anything they can find trying to get in an important plot point though is that Tobias's left arm gets like slashed pretty deep so he's it's like really difficult for him to use yeah and like i said it's really visual like you hear and see the captain stab multiple times he's clearly not okay he's been stabbed in the gut multiple times but he keeps saying like i'm fine you know fix the plane blah 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 joseph gordon levitt has again a really good scene he's a great actor of like sheer panic and just dealing with that and that the I assume all of this triggered alarms or something. I don't remember, but the air traffic control is basically constantly saying like, what's going on? What's going on? And he finally answers and says seven, five, zero, zero, which is, yeah, we've been hijacked. And then he explains to them kind of what happened. Captain's hurt. One of the guys is in the cabin and unconscious, by the way, I would have murdered him right away. That's literally what I thought too. I'm not risking that. Nope. I have like, no sympathy for the person. I know it would be hard to kill, but I'm fucking killing the guy in that moment. Well, like, yeah, because if I'm I die, if I die, the rest of the plane yep. dies, right? Yep. So, yeah, I'm no. killing him. I don't care what happens there. Like, also, I can claim, oh, he died during the scuffle, but he that guy dies. I think this movie has established, and 9-11 should have established 20 years ago, there should be no way to get into the cockpit from the cabin of an airplane. They should have an exterior door that they enter through. End of story. If it's a 15-hour flight, the pilots fucking have food in there or some shit. The flight attendants, no one goes in there in any way. That just makes common fucking sense to me. Like, don't have a fucking door. Yeah. If there's an emergency, you're fucked anyway. So, you know, if something were to happen to the pilot and the co-pilot, it's not like they could run out into the cabin and everything would be okay. The plane's going to fucking crash, so... It probably just comes down to shitty, uh, like, economics where they want to make sure that they have enough space for more people to fly. Because technically they would need to expand the cockpit more to allow for, like, shit, like, having the more safety equipment for the, the pilots to escape in case of an emergency and, like, having food and stuff. And they that, that, need one lose... more door! They would, they would, you know they would lose real estate and that's 100% why they don't fucking do it. No, I don't. I there's no way, dude. There's some planes that are insanely extravagant and shit, but no one has no one thought of this. Like it seems common sense to me. Anyway, I don't know. Random rant that it's not relevant to the movie. It just the movie made it very very clear that we should be doing this because although the door is locked and they cannot get in, they're throwing literally everything they can at the door. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is flying for a while. You know they establish got to make an emergency landing. Talks with uh, air traffic control. You're going to Frankfurt which was like 30 minutes. Nothing else yeah. really happens for a while. That kind of just goes back and forth. And then they're, the guys bang on the door and bring up a hostage and say, open the door, we're going to kill him. I'm going to interrupt you real quick just because I have a different idea too for the cockpit. Why don't they just have like an airlock type of thing where there's like a double sealed oh, door? Oh, that like, was yeah, 100% one, the other thing. Instead of having a fucking curtain, one. have a door for right. the flight attendants to go in, get the shit, lock the door, and then, yeah. Very simple ways to overcome this seemingly giant flaw that we've had for 50 years in airplanes. Bad engineering. We're not even engineers. We'll build a better plane. We could be the new Wright brothers, Jimmy. (laughs) We just have to be part of this, like, airplane building think tank that we're making, and then we just sell that to Boeing. Yeah. I also am curious, because I don't know if they said it in this movie, but I didn't pay attention. Do they use feet? They were an exclusively European flight. 
Did they use oh. feet for altitude? Because most planes are American made, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't notice that. That that's true though. But it's probably it's probably a standardized unit the for altitude flight. altitude and feet, which seems so fucking weird for a European. Yeah, I think that's just something that's standardized because it would be shitty to have meters for like right. one leg and then feet both. for another. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just it's just feet. So the rest of the world uses feet only for planes. Yeah, we won there. <laughs> yes. Minor victory. Even we though it's disguise. so stupid. Suck it, Europe. <laughs> it should be metric. Because our system makes no sense. No. Anyway, that was something that randomly came up. So, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is injured. He's dealing with his left arm. He's trying to fly the plane one fucking handed, which seems fairly easy, actually. It's well, yeah, just one he... joystick, and he throws it on autopilot. He just basically changes the heading. I'd rather pilot from the right side so I can pilot with the right hand stick. At least it seems like on the left-hand side, yeah. you got a pilot with well, the left-hand side. That's stick. why I think the first officer is always the one who's piloting. Okay. But it was kind of cool to see the checks and balances they have, and, like, this is why planes never crash, because there's two people who know this routine and do it constantly that, like, it's really hard for them to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, I, th- that was, like, the interesting part of the movie for me, is seeing how planes work and pilots work and all that. But So the guy, one of the guys outside grabs random passenger, the guy that was late, sticks the glass to his neck and says, hey, pilot, if you don't open the door, I'm going to kill him. Oh, at some point, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does make an announcement to the cabin and just tells the passengers, you know, I have control of the cockpit. We're okay. Just lay low kind of a thing. He doesn't yeah, we're really making an emergency landing that. in Hanover. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the guys come up. The kind of younger guy grabs the phone to, to talk to the pilot talk to Tobias and says like hey he's gonna kill him oh he's getting really really nervous about it and it's very clear from the start that that kid does not want to be there and yeah of course Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't let him in he relays it to ground control and they're like yeah you you, know you can't let him in it's okay the hostage is gonna die (laughs) like there's nothing you can do either the hostage dies or 200 people die so yep yeah let let one fucking person it's it's shitty cold math but it makes sense I still felt like he could have communicated that better. He was just like, please don't do that. Please don't. I would have been like, nothing you are going to do is going to get me to open this door. You failed. You're going to be arrested. If you kill people, it's going to be worse. Sit the fuck down and you're going to be arrested when we're in Frankfurt. (laughs) Or you're dead. Either way. I don't know. Kill yourself. Yeah, like the thing he tries later on in the movie, I think. Well, we'll we'll get to it. So, yeah, he does that. Hostage dies. Not much happens. Oh, they did ask about their compatriot who's obviously in the cabin he didn't say anything i would have said he's fucking dead or uh, well oh yeah it becomes relevant later i would have told him he was dead the captain dies from his wounds like during all this you know tobias is trying to deal with air traffic control and the hostage and the terrorists and yeah captain just dies he, he pulls him onto the ground and tries to do cpr but he's done i think that's it for a while and then they grab a second hostage yeah which, of course, is his girlfriend. Yeah. By the way, if I was a flight attendant, I would have thrown my fucking uniform off as soon as that shit happened. <laughs> it might be selfish, but I'd want to fucking blend in because I would know I would be a target. How how much can you hide, though? Like, I guess I you kind of just look like there you're... was like at least 100 people on the... Or what did they say? I think they said 80 people on board. Yeah, something like that. I think he said 85 passengers, I think he said. 
so yeah, they grab her, and obviously he freaks out, and he decides to make an announcement to the plane saying, oh, well, they ask him about the guy. He says, I'll kill him if you kill her. Yeah, yeah. Which and then also... I would have she, just done anyway. I, he would have been dead already, <laughs> by my she, logic. She tries to play with him because she's also half Turkish. Yeah, which... and the young guy's like, hey, she's Muslim. Why are, why are we doing this? She's not our enemy. But then Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tobias, is basically, like, gets on the intercom and says, hey, there's only three fuckers with class. Just overpower them. They're going to murder an innocent woman. Which, I don't know. I guess it probably would have done that. A little selfish. Because you know multiple people are going to die. But yeah, but I mean, they could. They, they are going to keep it. doing it forever. Because what, what, what was the uh, what was the flight where they fought back during 9 11? 93? It was like United 93 or something like that? Yeah, the, the passengers the like fought well, they, back and stopped them, right? Allegedly, I don't think they have any real idea, but uh, I think I saw the movie at some point. They used the, the cart. There used to be a cart to deliver food. Right, they right. smashed into the cabin with that and just i don't know who knows what happened probably just took the plane down so his girlfriend dies they murder of course he's all sad he reports it to ground control goes back to flying the plane wait what pretty sure that's what happens okay and then and then the the guy guy... wakes up yeah slips out he's he tobias was smart enough to kind of tie him up but not well he slips out and then they kind of fight and I think he just smacks Tobias's head, and Tobias goes down, and then he opens the door. Yeah. Uh, wow. The passengers finally come to life and start attacking the terrorists. Uh, so one of the the young guy that we've seen several times is like literally back up against the door while the passengers are fighting the other two guys in the cabin, and banging on the door saying "open, open," and the guy inside the cabin cockpit opens it and he comes in says the other two guys are dead they close it now the passengers are you know bashing trying to get their way in because they saw the terrorists get in tobias is down on the ground the the guy that's been in the cockpit the whole time kind of the more senior guy uh takes control of the plane and guides it down he guided it down quite gently though uh, felt a little odd that he didn't just nosedive it uh, maybe yeah. you can't I don't know. Maybe there's like safety features that stop it from doing that. Maybe. But yeah, but... he turned off the autopilot and everything. I, I mean, obviously, he didn't really know what he was doing. He literally followed stuff on a piece of paper, and there's 87 million switches in a damn plane. So was that instructions? I thought he was reading his like note to the ground control. No, 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 no. no. He re- he definitely had instructions. Like he was okay. looking at the paper and then turning dials, and then he read his manifesto. So, yeah, he's taking the plane down. Tobias oh, and he seemingly is out. also the older brother of the younger terrorist guy. Oh, really? It seems like. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. I missed that. I didn't I'm pretty sure. Brother. I thought he was just guy. I'm pretty sure it said brother in one of the dialogue pieces. Oh, like, he it, said brother. A lot of... I thought that was more not literal, like a metaphorical Muslim brother. Oh, okay. I took it more I, I literally. Think, I, I don't think it was literal. I don't know, because he seems so young. I felt like maybe if he had like a brother figure that got it, stuck him into it similar like what's he just called? probably got recruited got you know got in with the wrong crowd i don't know he cared so much about that guy because he kept yelling about him i thought he might actually be his brother but he i don't know anyway guy guides the plane down as he's guiding the plane down oh the fighter pilots have shown up but he gets on the phone uh, or gets on the the radio to air traffic control and says i know you can't shoot me down which 
why have fighter pilots if you can't shoot them down? If he's going down over a city, shoot him down. I don't know. There's probably some sort of laws on killing civilians in the in the act of trying to kill the terrorists. But they're going to all die anyway. Right, but there's probably some and laws And they're going to kill more it. people by crashing into a building. Yeah, if, you, that, if you open that up was... that rule, though, you start justifying a lot more war crimes. So I think they just it's just a moral gray area we're not allowed to cross. Why have the fighter planes? I don't know, to scare them? Hmm. All I know is after 9-11, we had fucking Sam missiles on skyscraper roofs, so we were prepared to shoot motherfuckers down. So yeah, he he's guiding it down, the F-15s or whatever they have are, are following. He's reading out a manifesto that, you know, to air traffic control, but he wants to say, you know, our the West has killed our Muslim brothers and sisters. Pretty typical, kind of stereotypical Muslim yep. rant. And then... They're really low. They're at, if it's feet, it might be meters. Because it is saying 2,000, 1,000. I think it might be meters. I don't think so. Maybe it's feet. They get real damn low then. Didn't look that low. Sometime around 3,000 meters or feet, the younger guy, Vidat? I think that's what the name is, yeah. Is full-on hyperventilating, losing his shit, saying, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. The older guy's like, it's okay, we prepared for this, you know, we're ready. Uh, and then Vidat just kills him, because he freaks out and doesn't want to die. He slits his throat with a glass, and he grabs Tobias and cuts him loose. And then Tobias levels out the plane at, I think it hits 1,000 meters or feet, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Vidat's the last one left. Tobias gets back on the radio with air traffic control once everything levels out and says, you know, I have control of the plane, but the terrorist has command, I guess. And he basically convinces them that we we can't go anywhere but Frankfurt now. We're, we're going to run out of fuel. So they land. And nothing else really happens for a while. They kind of go back and forth. He does have him jump in the captain's seat and has to help because he can't use his left arm so he can't like all of the shit is to his left he can't dial touch any of the dials or the throttle or anything right he just kind of handles the stick so he is walking through like flaps throttle it's really not that much to do he really just does flaps and throttle yeah i mean it makes it look like you know theoretically anybody could land it if they just had like somebody explaining it to them Uh, yeah i mean uh, the the stereotypical both the pilot and the captain are knocked out and someone from air traffic control has to walk someone through it yeah, yeah. has never happened but i think someone said yeah you could do that seems seems possible if, if the movie's pretty accurate it seemed very accurate yeah so they land it's an emergency landing but they kind of land fine they just stop in the middle of the tarmac obviously police show up all of the passengers you know jump out they have the emergency slides and Vidot and Tobias are the only two left in the cockpit. Vidot's kind of freaking out, and they uh, he calls them on the radio and says, refuel the plane, you have 20 minutes, and then we're leaving. And they're like, oh, we can't do that, it's going to be 45 minutes, whatever. Classic stalling tactic. Yeah. And then during this time, Vidot and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are basically just sitting there uh, oh, early on, Tobias had grabbed the glass knife from 
the guy that came into the cockpit and had been there. Obviously, he didn't leave the, the knife with him, but he basically hit it. And throughout this sequence, he, they're, they're kind of talking. He's trying to, you know, calm Vidat down, but he also grabs the knife. And at one point, Vidat really has to pee, apparently. So he goes pee in, in the cockpit. Like, he jumps up in the seat and pees underneath the seat. And then he freaks out and finds Tobias's glass knife. And then the police ask to see Tobias. Like, they say, the tanker's ready. You know, we'll bring it in. We, we want to see Tobias. And he puts him in the captain's seat and opens the window. And he's kind of standing over him, holding a knife and, and still freaking out, freaking out. And eventually they fucking snipe him because, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> I was like, man, why didn't they shoot him earlier? Yeah, I mean, the movie's not very surprising. So they snipe him. Just Gordon Levitt kind of tries to administer first aid to him, even though he... This guy was the terrorist that took him down. Oh, yeah. The one the one thing that happened before he was shot is his phone was ringing. He, he oh, was yeah, looking he at the news. Mom. Obviously, he's on the news. His phone rings shortly after that. He says, Mom, you know, I didn't know what we were doing kind of a thing. You know, he, he seemed like he was a young kid that was caught up in it. He does also say that he's 18. And they bond over the fact that they apparently live in the same neighborhood in Germany. Tobias and Fadat. Bond in quotes because i mean not yeah he still freaks out on him yeah i mean the last part of the movie doesn't really like do a lot with what's going on like the the kid acting literally all he does the entire movie is just scream and then the movie just carried a lot by joseph gordon levitt's acting specifically like everybody else is just screaming the entire movie yeah i mean no one else really has to say much other than this kid and i don't know he wasn't awful he did a panic attack pretty well (laughs) But yeah, he, he basically, I mean, he's with a terrorist group that tried to crash a plane and he's just this young kid. Of course, he's freaking out. So I get it. But yeah, but... he gets sniped in the chest and and dies and Joseph Gordon-Levitt leaves. And that's the end of the movie, which I'm glad they didn't drag it out and try to do more. Like he goes back and sees his son or there's news about the terrorists or he's given a medal or some extra shit. Like it, that was a good place to end the story, fortunately. But I did feel like the last segment really dragged out that it's just yeah. them on the ground in the cockpit talking and bonding, trying, you know, Joseph Gordon is trying to bond with him so he doesn't kill him while also getting ready to kill, you know, Tobias to kill the dot. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the last part was just lackluster. I mean, the, the earlier parts of the movie were good. The middle parts are good, and like I said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's always good in pretty much any movie he's in. But yeah, I, the, the the last part of it is what makes it more of a meh to me, because it just, I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't a bad movie. but I mean, it was a very good way to do a very low-budget film. Like we said, 97% of this movie is a cockpit. That's it. Like, they have a screen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That was, like, the most expensive things. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they could probably also have just reused actors for the masked police officers at the end to just have less actors that they have to pay. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, no, but it, it was, you know, fine. It didn't feel cheap or anything. It was an interesting way to tell the story. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like a it's a B movie, though. It's not like a high quality super movie. It It feels like a low budget movie and they do good with what they do. But there's not a lot of substance to it, is what I'm saying. It's a pretty basic idea. There's yeah, not a lot of like depth it's, to it. 
uh, captain deals with or a pilot deals with people hijacking planes. Yeah, that's it. Super basic. Not a lot of like crazy emotionality or anything to it. Uh, but uh, again, I felt more connected to these characters than anyone in Artemis Fowl, Last Days of American Crime. Well, yeah, half the, the movies we watch. Last Days of American Crime is literally, I think, the worst movie I've ever seen. And then, yeah, Artemis Fowl. It's a kids movie, but also, yeah, they just they tried to cram like four movies worth of shit into the one movie, and it didn't work. But they didn't take two minutes in the beginning to establish characters like this movie did. Yeah, they spent more time dealing with a character in that movie that isn't in the movie for most of the movie. Like, they went over the dad and his relationship with the son, and the dad's not in the movie for the whole movie. So yeah, that that's a bad movie, though, on its own. And yes, this is a better movie, just because we've been watching shitty movies lately. But I still only give it a meh. I'd give it like a 6. Yeah, I was going to say 6.5. Six, it's It's watchable. I think it's interesting to see the, the piloting stuff. It's an intense movie, like I said. It is. Uh, it feels quite visceral and real to me. Yeah, there's some parts of it. Like I, I don't think there's any music in the movie, right? There's no background no. music. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it does it does a good job of of creating like a, a visceral, thrilly feel with not a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's okay for what it is. So yeah, I, watch it. Sure. There's other good movies too. Just not any of the ones not, we watch. Not reviewed. anything we watch, apparently. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should use rating systems more. American Last Days of American Crime is a negative seven. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. Artemis Fowl is a two. This movie is a six point five. So that's kind of our scale. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. What? So like the only good movie we've reviewed is like Klaus. Oh, Klaus is a t- hard ten. I'd give it a nine, but sure. Yeah, that's up there. I mean, all the Mando episodes were mostly oh, yeah. nines. Yeah, I'd the, say. the eights and nines, maybe a ten, but yeah, most yeah, of we the movies. A lot of crap. Well, that's just because most streaming movies apparently are crap. I guess if they were better movies, they would come out in theaters. I mean, Amazon, I think, has a significantly higher quality for their movies. That is true. Consistently, think, an Amazon movie is okay. Consistently, a Netflix movie is absolute is, garbage. I think Amazon cheats though, because Amazon picks up a movie running on like an indie circuit Very and then true. turns yeah, it I into an Amazon I movie. I don't think. Yeah, this this was some German produced thing. I think. yeah, because I, I think it officially released in 2019 in some festival, right? And then it releases an Amazon movie like five I, days ago or something. I mean, whatever. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that that's cheating. That's Amazon being fucking smart. Well, I mean, because Netflix... they want a film festival. Let's buy it. That's a good fucking idea. Instead well, of Netflix, Netflix is... let's throw millions of dollars at some garbage script. Yeah, they should do better jobs at like looking through their script and who the fuck is. Can I be movies. a script reader for Netflix, please? I've never done it before, but I guarantee I'll do better than everyone that works for you right now. Can I be a script reader for Netflix? I'll do what they're doing right now. I just won't read them and I'll greenlight everything. Give me my free paycheck, baby. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to try to not watch any Netflix movies anytime soon. The Netflix show Old Guard is coming out soon. What else did I see? Some uh, major movie release got moved to Apple TV. What was it? 
I don't know. I heard Cobra Kai is moving from YouTube Red to Netflix, though. I'm excited about that. I like that show. Okay, that's odd. Never watched it. Not much interest. I mean, I love Karate Kid, but it's also a little bit team drama-y, but it's still Karate Kid, so it's worth it. Anyway. Yeah, we've got a big list of things to try to pick from, I think. There's a lot of stuff coming out this summer. And I don't think movie theaters are going to open anytime soon. Supposedly, AMC is claiming they're going to open mid-July. They should not do that in California. With well, most states. Because that'll change things about people standing next to each other for I think two they hours. Said, no, I think they said 30% capacity, and they are drastically limiting their concessions. How are they even making money at that point? What the hell is the point of them running? Dude, they're bankrupt. They can Anything is helping them at this point. No, at this point, it might be better just to claim bankruptcy. <laughs> or, you know, close one of the three theaters they have in Burbank, California. Which yeah, I don't know why you guys have either. Yeah, but they should just be like, I declare bankruptcy, and then just be done with it. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, you declare it. Go watch The Office. That's the, that's a better thing to watch. Well, yeah, every time we review anything, it's like, go watch The Office or Parks and Rec or the first few seasons of Arrested Development. There's lots of good shows out there. Yeah, the old shows are good stuff. It was it was much harder to get a show back in the network TV days, so they're much higher quality, it seems. I, mean, I don't even know if that's true. There's so many bad shows back in the day, too. There's just some good golden golden oldies. We just and remember to be the fair, good none of none of the shows we've reviewed have been hot garbage. Yeah, usually the shows are good. I think because the thing is, I think it's harder to write a movie. In a movie, you have a limited amount of time to make people care about a character and then build them up and then do a story. In a show, you get time. You get like a first pilot episode, introduce and, everybody. And, and yeah, they're the also and all the stuff. they're also investing a lot more. There's no such thing as pilots really anymore. They kind of tend to just give you a full ten episode order. Usually, it seems like so. Yeah, that does and, change things. Knowing that you have ten episodes going in and you can take your time. Plus, when they order a show, they're getting a lot more content for their service. I think they're more likely to to greenlight a lot more shows and people focus on making shows, I think. I can't believe more people aren't following. Uh, like, why is Netflix and Amazon not following the Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus method of releasing one episode a week? That just makes so much business sense to me. I hope they don't change that. I, I love binging things, damn it. Yeah, but... I would never fault them for doing it. Like, it just makes sense to me. I think they like to go based on um, quantity of content, and they keep releasing new shows and stuff. That way you keep a, um, a subscription going, because I think they're afraid that... Like, I have friends who literally just went, oh, I'm just going to buy Disney Plus when Mando's done. I've so I can just strongly considered stopping Disney Plus, but that's, I mean, that, that's just lack of content from them. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think the other thing is they're they're producing high-quality stuff, and that's why I think they're also trying to release it on, like, a schedule so they have more time to build it out and do better things. Their shows have a higher production quality in general than most things we'll see elsewhere. Like, I mean, actually, that's not true. Netflix's stuff is pretty generally pretty good, actually. At least the big-name licenses that they do. But they're still not, like, even Stranger Things is nowhere near the par of Mandalorian. To well, me. yeah, Mandalorian was... I think a lot. I mean, Mandalorian more... did revolutionary shit, so yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe so that's that, a high I don't think that, But we also haven't seen any of the new Marvel shows, so we don't know how those are going to be. But I assume those are also going to be really high budget uh, things. And I mean, Disney just has you know Disney money to say fuck it, 
throw money at making like really high quality shit that that the other ones don't because they're trying to just get a lot more content. True, true. I don't even know what the point I was trying to make was, but I hope they don't do episodic shit because I love binging things and I want to keep binging whole shows. My whole point is Netflix stop making garbage. Well, yeah, stop making shit movies and start making better just movies and, and keep the shows coming. The shows are generally good. I think on average... Whoever's in charge of your show department put them in charge of all content because it seems like there's a divide between movies and shows that shouldn't be there. Yeah, I have no idea how that works. I, I honestly think it's just because they greenlight every movie they see. Because <laughs> there's too many shitty movies that come out. Like, so until next week, Jimmy and I see. are going to write a Netflix movie. I, every time we review one, man, I keep <laughs> thinking, if we do it, we'll just get to make a movie. They'll just give it to us. We'll see. We should do it. <laughs> We'll see. In the meantime, not 100% sure on what we're going to review net next week. Feel free to give us suggestions, but we probably have a lot of stuff to choose from. We just got to figure out what's coming out. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, summer is when they release everything. And 7500 was mediocre. Go ahead yeah. and watch it. Mediocre, go ahead and watch it is exactly what I would give it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.